Hello, you beautiful being of light. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning in. My name is Jessica Mazzo. Welcome to the Magical Soul Healing Podcast. I am here for you. I am here to hold space. I am here to reflect love. I am here to reflect your worth to you. I'm here to also offer tools and resources so that you can navigate life on earth. As we journey and harmonize together, inhale and exhale. Trust that you are exactly where you are meant to be. Hi, hello. My name is Jessica Mazzo, aka Jess the Empress. Welcome to my channel. If you are new, welcome back. I am a professional tarot reader and an intuitive. I use my gifts to support the collective. If you would subscribe to my channel, that would mean so much to me. I want to gain a following and please comment if this video resonates with you because I'd like to connect with you personally. So, if you saw the title of the video, it is the shadow message for January, the first month of 2022. We made it into a new year. Can you believe it? I I can believe it. I do feel personally like that the last half of this year, I was just clawing my way through. Just <laughs> it was rough, but we're here. So if you don't know what the shadow is, I suggest that you look up Carl Jung's description of the shadow. The shadow aspects of ourselves, the parts of ourselves that we don't really like, the parts of ourselves that aren't that beautiful. Um, I find a lot of times the shadow self is the part of us that is conditioned from when we were young to see the world a certain way, to see ourselves a certain way. And the beautiful thing is that we can change our perspective. Um, and we're going to, we're going to shift into changing our shadow into the light. We're integrating more truth, more, more awareness, more, more of our true, like, yeah, our truest highest self. We're taking that part of ourselves. We're looking at our shadow and we're like, you're just a shadow. I, I want to know, like, what is it that you are seeking to teach me? What is it that you, you really want to protect me from here? And in this, in this open mindset towards our own shadow and in this compassionate state of curiosity, we then integrate the shadow to the lighter aspects of ourselves, into our higher self. So the shadow part isn't necessarily going to go away but it is something that we can have a better relationship with and that we won't fear it when it comes up. It becomes less scary. It becomes something that we know about. Um, I do think about this term like dancing with the devil and that's really the shadow work is dancing with the ugly parts of ourselves and recognizing that there is still something that we can love in, in the parts of ourselves that are not so beautiful and parts of ourselves that sabotage, uh, that don't, that don't want good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but really it's to protect us because it thinks that 
its way is the only way or its way is the best way. And it uh, the shadow part doesn't often see how it's a little misguided, but that's our higher self's job is to educate that shadow. And then it becomes, again, we, we become more integrated with it. We're way more connected to our wholeness instead of rejecting the shadow, acting like it's not there or, or shaming the shadow. It's very much about, like I mentioned, this curiosity of like, what's going on here? So I just showed you the tarot card for the shadow message. Excuse me. It's actually not a tarot card. It's an Oracle card. Um, but it's TikTok and my first thing, the actually I got this song. Oh my God, who sings it? I think it's Gwen Stefani, but she's like, tick tock, tick tock, take a chance, you stupid hoe. Like, I don't remember. I'm going to look it up when I'm here. But anyway, that's this. Actually, I won't. You know what I'm talking about. Or if not, you'll correct me in the comments. That was the song that floated on through my head. So I thought that was funny. Um, but I also was like, okay, let's be clear. This is not about TikTok, the application. Although if you are on the app TikTok and you're just like wasting your energy on there, that is your, that is your shadow self being like, what are you doing with your time? But it is more focused on the concept of time. If you notice in the card, there is a hand that is, it looks like a clock is escaping it, like a little pocket watch. And on the pocket watch, there's this balloon. And it looks like the hands are trying to grasp it. And time is just moving or floating on. And so I want us to really consider our sense of time as we move through January. I feel like time has, our perception of time is something that has shifted since the beginning of the pandemic. What we've put our attention towards might have shifted. It probably has shifted. And because of that, how we see time, how we schedule time, how we manage time has changed. I know for a lot of people, they've stepped into the awareness of, I can make time for myself and I can actually change how productive I am in smaller increments of time because I'm cutting out distractions and if you followed my previous shadow messages, some of the cards that have come up have been about distractions. Now, we don't know what to cut out until we look at what distracts us, until we really look at how we're using our, our attention. But this TikTok message is really interesting because the couple of notes I wrote down, I feel like this month is really going to illuminate our perception of time. And where our perception of time is connected to the shadow, is connected to this false reality of time. Now, time is a concept, so this is where I'm coming from here. Time is real in the sense that to live on earth, we have to have that structure of time. And to get things done... It's healthy to have timelines. Even when we're manifesting, we talk about being really practical, right? Setting one-month goal, two-month goals, five-month goals. All of that allows us to do what we want to do. But then there's this false relationship with time that we have, that we've been conditioned to have. And that's what I'm talking about here. So the couple of things I wrote down are, are you prone to believing that you don't have enough time? 
Or are you a person who might be a little bit more integrated with your higher self and you can shift into, actually, I'm right on time. Everything is, is on time. I'm in my time. Life is in its time. All is well. Do you look at life in a very linear way? And how often do you consider that time can be collapsed and that the past, present, and future can really, they all exist right now in the present moment? So there is a call to being tapped in to what is going on right now, right? The sound of the clock ticking. That's happening, you know? Um, I have waves in the background because I'm right by the beach. I can feel my dog breathing. I have a heating pad on uh, my legs, so I'm feeling the warmth of that. I'm feeling a little bit of tension in my shoulders as well. Um, that's I gotta stretch. I gotta do some better stretches. Um, and none of this is complicated. All of this is simple. And this is, I feel like, where we're getting in touch with our higher self. And we're slowly reminding that shadow aspect of time that it's, it's actually just right here. Everything is unfolding right now. And do we have that deadline? Yeah, we do. We have the deadline of the project, of the thing. When that timeline, though, when that project, that, yeah, that end goal, when that's all that occupies our mind, we start to become distorted in, with our perception of time because then everything becomes a battle of the clock and then, then you're already in opposition to life, right? You're in opposition to the present, the flow. So I learned that a long time ago. Um, so I, I'll go kind of backtrack a little bit. When I was in therapy for time management skills. I have ADHD, so I really needed to learn that. I really needed to learn that life skill because I would be perpetually late and then I wasn't capable of clearly assessing how long a task would take. And because of that, I would procrastinate and then I would then I would rush um and then I wouldn't complete some things and it was just a it was just a mess. And so I learned one of the things that I needed to do was really to affirm to myself that I have plenty of time. Even if the clock in front of me was five minutes and I thought that I had a 40-minute task ahead of me, I would say that I have plenty of time. <laughs> and in the very beginning of this, it felt really uncomfortable because I was like, I'm lying to myself, you know, but I realized that that was the shadow part of my mind. That was the part of my mind that wanted to get everything done, that wanted to do it perfectly, that wanted to do it all at one time. So it was this old patterned perception of time that was really loud in my brain. And my therapist and I worked on affirming that I have plenty of time. And I thought, okay, that's cool as a concept, but I still would get anxiety and like freak out and I'd still sort of like be constantly looking at the clock and, and still rushing. And so we begin to practice feeling in, like if that was my reality, if I walked through each day with all the projects that I do, all the timelines that I do, all the things I want to accomplish, 
if I walked through each day and I believed that I had enough time, how would I feel? And so I began, I began to practice embodying that I have enough time. And that embodiment practice is really what shifted my life. It really did. And I do feel like this is an invitation for everybody showing up here today. When you get into this mindset of you have to do things linearly, you don't have enough time, take a step back and ask yourself, if I believed that I had enough time, what would change in my body? And what would change about how I look at what's on my plate? I realized that some of the things I was prioritizing actually were not meant to be prioritized. See, because when I was in that distorted mindset of like getting everything done and like perfectionism and all that, I was, I wasn't prioritizing things correctly. It was like everything was on my plate and I had to do it all at once. And it's like, no, no, no. If it takes you, you know, three days to reorganize your closet, it takes you three days to reorganize your closet. You're going to feel just as satisfied. You're actually going to feel more satisfied probably if you give yourself the real time to do it. If you spend 20 minutes a day or five minutes a day, that's five minutes a day towards a task. Now, with work, it's interesting because being an entrepreneur, putting yourself out there online, and all this type of stuff, there's a lot of pressure. Because, of course, I don't want to fail. <laughs> so that's like underlining all the time. And I still use this shift of I have plenty of time. I'm looking at my energy as a resource. My attention is a resource. If I keep giving my attention to the idea that time is against me and I don't have enough and I should do this and I have to do that, it's already a losing game. And I don't want to lose. I want to win. I want to have a good time as I do everything I'm doing, as I, as I craft, as I write, as I record, as I put my offerings out into the world. I want this sense of calm and peace to be in me. Of course, there's going to be times where we're hit upside the head with something and we have to make a quick minute decision. At the same moment, you can affirm, this is what it is. This is what's happening. This is what's coming to me right now as I live and breathe. And if it were meant to happen a different time, it would, but it's happening right now. And so right now, I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. I feel like there's two camps I see. There's these people, and I was one of them, that was very much like, I have to, I have to do it. I don't know how much time I'm going to have and I got to cram everything in and I was just like rushing through everything. And then there's other people that say, but you have so much time. And of course we all gamble either way, either way. It's a fucking gamble. It's like, what, but what do you, what do you want to choose on a personal level? What works better for you? Some people can totally live in the land. They're not rushing. It's totally authentic to them to 
feel a little bit of pressure and they're like, with this energy, I am moving. I am putting so much out in the world. I'm not resting, you know? And then there's other people that are like, you ha- I have time. I have time. And I'm, I now shifted into the camp of like, I have time. And it's so interesting to me because before I got to where I am now, I would look at those people and I would think, yeah, they're probably not as productive as they should be. Um, they're probably just like taking it too easy. Maybe they'll like regret that when they're older, (laughs) but now I'm on the other side and I'm fascinated at just how much I do and how steadfast my energy is all because I have chosen to shift how I perceive time. Time is on my side. I am working with time. We are partners in this life. So I'm not in opposition and do I have my moments and times when I am like thinking I should be somewhere else, thinking I should be further, thinking I should have more followers and have more in my bank account and be more established or whatever? Yeah, totally, because I'm human. But I've learned that it doesn't serve me to stay there long. Uh, that's a knowing in my soul. And it shifts me back into the present moment, which is, again, breathing, listening to the ocean hearing the clock tick and not having any feeling about that other than peace. You know, again, my relationship with time was so wound up and anxious. Um, so I do feel like what we're wanting, it really does live in the present moment, uh, support, wisdom, strength, intelligence, everything is in the here and now. One of the things that I call on most often is strength. I ask for strength literally every day, multiple, excuse me, multiple times a day. I look up and then I breathe and I'm like, I, I want strength right now. Like, oh, I just want to touch into my strength. Like I can do this. And so there's like an affirming moment that I have, like I said, multiple times a day with myself and I wasn't doing that before. Before I would look at things and I would be like, how am I going to get through this? Like, see how disconnected that is from my own strength? I would be like, how? There's no way when all I needed to do was to slow down, was to breathe, and was to touch into my strength and recognize like, oh, it, it exists right now. The strength that I need to complete whatever is present and of course, there's days when I'm like sick and I can, and it's just not there because it's not there. And I say, okay, then what else is calling me? Where is my energy best suited? Surely that there is something out here that is a, a match for me, a match for me that is loving, that is, again, wise, that is supportive. And I search and I open myself up and it presents itself or I see it, notice it. This can be applied to your projects for work. Now, I do feel with time, there has to be a negotiation of that with people around you because lots of people are going to bid for your time. Time is a commodity. Your attention is very, 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 very pricey. Think about how much money people invest in social media just so that you can scroll and they can get your data, right? That's a lot of money because your attention is very important. So when people want your attention, you have to know how much you're willing to give and what it's going to cost you. So this is again, where assessing comes in, taking that step back, getting really real with yourself, understanding where you have this self-imposed pressure 
My self-imposed pressure was coming from feeling like I had to do it all, this fear of failure. And so I believed at the time, if I just push myself, if I force myself, if I do it all, then I won't fail. I don't know. I don't know that that's true. You know, um, I could fail. I I fail all the time. You know what I mean? Like every day there's something I don't do great. There's multiple things I don't do well. And those are all just simple lessons to reflect on. So my point is, is take a step back. Look at who's bidding for your time. Look at who wants your time. But do you really want to give your time? What do you really want to attend to? And then make sure that people are aware of that. Make sure people know that like you don't have the time for this or you do have the time and this is when, right? Our mind has its own ideas about how time should be, how we, how it should be structured, all of that. But the soul is timeless. This spirit, this energy that is within us, it has no awareness of time. It exists. Everything is just moving. It's just energy. And so we get to tap into our own divinity and say, actually, I kind of like don't want to work on that project. And and I know that you think that I would be good at that project. And to be honest with you, I probably would, but I don't want to. My soul is requiring rest right now and nourishing and maybe some simple projects. Now, again, for those things that you can't really control in the sense of people are putting things on you because it's part of your job and you've signed up for it, there's an approach that I find to be really helpful. And it's setting a timer and just knocking out what you can in that time frame and letting the rest go. And if you come back to it again three or four times in a day, cool. This is where we have to tap out of the linear mindset. Again, our brain is going to say, you know, so-and-so does a three-hour work bout, so you should probably do it too. No, do what feels good for you. When it comes to deadlines, there is, there is an inevitable pressure that is there. And it is your job to be in a healthy, healthy relationship with that pressure. It is not meant to sabotage you. It is not meant to burn you out. How often does that happen though, right? And it's sometimes hard when you have colleagues who are not in the same practice that you and I are in. They may not be connected to their higher self. They may be totally okay with working 80 hours a week and not having a hobby. Like that is their choice and that's or their that's their life for now, right? That's the path that they're on and maybe they maybe that is their their total awareness and like that's what they want to do. Who knows? But if you over or underestimate how long it'll take to do something, you're going to find yourself very scattered and procrastinating. And this is what I mean by if you set the timer for 10 minutes, you have a task, you have a goal, whatever. You have a large project you're working on. I find when you're calm and when you're centered, what you get done in a short amount of time is often more cleaner, much much more clean, is more clean, I don't know how to speak, is more clean in the sense that you don't have to go back and fix as many mistakes. And that it's it's just good work. I find that again, when you're just feeling good and you're calm and you're and you're content with 15 minutes here, you gotta run around, you gotta chase the kids, you gotta do whatever. Okay, I'm coming back another 
20 minutes here. It, that's fine. You know, we are wild people. It's like we have so much going on in the world. The world just demands so much of our attention. This isn't about adding more stress. Like it's really not. And so the other thing you can do that's really helpful is to actually track how long it takes you to do something. So this is when you can gain a clear sense of time. I would write down how, how long I thought it would take to do something. I would set my timer. I would do it. And then I would stop the timer. And I'd be like, oh, I was like way off. This is also part of having ADHD. Um, but I've learned. I've learned that things take much less time than I think that they will in the beginning. And so I've learned to really not listen to that voice in my head that's like, you can't do that now because it's going to take a long time. What you should do is blah, 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 blah. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go do that thing. And let's say I don't complete it. Then I can come back to it. That was another thing I learned, like I had talked about with the 15-minute tasks here and there. That was much more helpful than trying to force myself to finish something from start to finish. And that's that's part of the linear thinking that's not helpful. Um are, like I said, are there going to be are there going to be times when you can't help but have to do something from A to Z? For sure. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your your sort of day-to-day relationship with this, not the whatever random experiences. So the shadow this month is about exploring what have you been told about time? What have you been told about what's possible? People will say so much, so much. You can't buy a house because this is where you are right now. And that's going to take 10 years. Oh, it's going to take you so long to do this if you're doing it this way. Oh, yeah, no, you should do it now because blah, blah, blah. Or it's like, no, wait for later. Focus on this now. And it's like very interesting. This is people's perceptions of time. That's the only thing they're giving you is their perception of time. Now, I do think it's a good idea to look at that and say, huh, okay. But also to have a little bit of distance between it and realize that 7.5 billion people on the planet, time is different for 7.5 billion people on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. Everyone has a slightly different variation of time, how they exist with it, how it exists in their life. There's no way somebody could know totally what you're capable of and in what time frame. There's sort of loose time frames. And those I think are good. I think that love I love a general love a general time frame. I do. I mean, even even doing this video is a general time frame of 30 days because we're going over all of January, right? So play in that sort of loose energy, but don't ever discount yourself. Never, never, never. Always, always bet on you, babe. Always bet on you. Just know that you're going to do it in a time that is the best time for you. And it doesn't even matter who was trying to validate you from the outside. Like, who cares? You are in a relationship with time, and you're going to show up right on time. So the other thing I wanted to talk about that had made my life easier is like when I was going to meetings and I would meet with clients or just lunch with a friend, I was perpetually late. I never looked at like traffic pattern. I never thought to look at how long it would take me to get there. I just was like, Oh, I'm already five minutes late. Like I just was terrible at that type of stuff. And so 
that was something I had to really look at. Like, how am I using my time and where do I need to clean it up basically? Now, when I was in that process, because there's a transition, you don't go overnight from being a late person to being on time. Like, it's a habit that has to take time to integrate. <laughs> but if you keep practicing it for this month, I feel like by the end of January, your perception of time will have, it'll be more steady. And I do feel like it'll be more, what's the word? Clear and centered. Like, really just, you have this harmonious relationship with time. Even when I was late to meetings, I would say, I have plenty of time. <laughs> and there were a lot of times when I would get to the meeting and nobody would be there. They were also running late. There are times when I've had to cancel and somebody has said, oh, that's okay. I had an emergency pop up. Like it's totally perfect. So I realized, and this isn't all the time, and this definitely is not making excuses for chronic lateness. You know, we want to be respectful of other people because we want to respect ourselves and we want ourselves to be respected too. Um, but what I'm saying is that when you have a, a more calm relationship with time, you begin to see how everybody is also on their own wavelength of time. And things, I feel like, will pop up a lot more synchronistic than they ever did before. Um, and I'm sure, sure that there were times when I was running late and people didn't show up. And I'm sure that people canceled, but I had anxiety around it, right? The whole time I'd be sweating getting into the meeting, right? I'd be like, oh my God, and just like staring at the clock and, and like feeling anxious in my car driving with traffic. Um, somebody canceled, but I would be worried about the whole thing up until that moment. And this is what I'm saying is different. The relationship with time now is more peaceful. And so not all the interactions we have are going to go smoothly. You know, there's going to be ups and downs, but this is really about reorganizing time in your life and, and yeah, how you really feel about it. And I think it's good to check out the fact that you may have some fears and anxieties that you're not going to get everything done that you want in this lifetime. Um, and get into that. That's your shadow talking to you. There are things that you will extract this month that will bring you to a place where you can create calm because you realize that you've been living in the land of fear. You've been living in the land of anxiety. You've been living in the false constructs of time with beliefs that may not actually be suited for what is in alignment for you, for really what you're trying to match. Um, and that's the soul. The soul is timeless. The soul is not worried. That doesn't, that's a, that's a mental thing. That is a human construct. Worry is a human construct. This is not the soul. <laughs> the soul is like, I accomplished what I accomplished and my existence is quite incredible. To do anything else other than existing is quite incredible. Um, and I think we can have a, a a nicer relationship with with ourselves and with how we how we see time. Really, um, a lot of the readings I do for people relate to that. You know, it's like other people are ahead, um, I am behind. I stopped this halfway, and and now I don't know if I'll ever pick it back up. And 
what should I do with this time frame? And, and I'm like, first of all, just breathe. <laughs> Be right here right now and go into the, what I said and, if, and sort of like the beginning of this episode. If you knew that time was on your side, if you knew that you had everything in terms of time-wise and that you would be right on time, what shifts in your body? Do your shoulders drop? Does your chest open up? Does your jaw relax? Does your stomach start to inhale and exhale a little bit deeper, you know, like a little bit more, like without that tense knot in your gut, right? All of this is like you're accessing the collapsing of the past and the future. You're right here, right now, where you exist and where ideas exist within you. And then your choice of how you want to make those ideas happen, it's all right here. And you can either choose to freak out and think that time is against you, or you can keep feeling like you're right on time. And that you cannot be anywhere else other than where you are right now. How could you? You are simply breathing. Considering many things. Feeling a little anxious. But there is more to the story. And I think that's what we're getting into in January. So yeah, this feels pretty wrapped to me. I hope that this message supports you. I genuinely hope it inspires you to relax. Relax a little bit to to realize that this is not this life isn't meant to be against you, you know. And, and we're taught to we're taught to rush, you know. We're taught to pile everything on. We're taught to act like we need to live in this hyper vigilant state where we're constantly producing. And that is not the soul. That is a human construct. <laughs> so I do genuinely hope that you do find some connectedness to your own peace as you explore throughout this month. And uh, I am sending you a lot of love until our next video, okay? Bye. Hey, what's up? This commercial break is brought to you by my one-to-one -one sessions. If you have ever wanted to work with me, I suggest you head over to my website, www.magicalsoulhealing.com, and take a look at my calendar. You'll find my availability there, and I have two options for booking. You'll have the option for a 30-minute Zoom session or a 60-minute Zoom session. Be sure to keep an eye out for when I have different promos and price drops. You already know what the website is, so you'll just want to go there every so often and look for those discounts. So what I typically do with clients is pull tarot cards, and then I offer a lot of the information that I learned when I was getting my master's in social work at USC. The information that I learned is really important when it comes to understanding yourself, how your mind functions, how your body functions, and then getting them online. So I am trained in trauma-informed cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, problem-solving therapy, and these are all things that I bring to the table when I work one-on-one -on -one, along with the spiritual aspect of connecting to the higher self. 
of calling in messages from the ancestors and then just the ancient wisdom that tarot had in and of itself so all of this is what you get on a session with me and i think it's a really beautiful experience it's something that i value and it's something i absolutely love um, sharing really with people and i love to see people thrive and it's quite okay um, if we're connecting and you're not necessarily feeling your best it's just like I do see people in moments that they're they're tough and they're stuck and they're struggling and that's okay um, in the end I really find that there is something to look forward to and to stay open for so that's again why I just love holding space and I hope that I get to see you there so yeah again that website it's www.magicalsoulhealing.com okay see you soon